Welcome everybody, thank you for joining us here on the Infinite Prosperity Podcast. My name is Louisa Havers and I help high achievers, entrepreneurs and coaches lift the lid on life and business so that they can live at their highest value. Each episode we will bring you our favourite founders, CEOs and guest experts to share with you their insights and strategies to expand your wealth consciousness, your spiritual leadership and aligned business strategies. We know that living in alignment with your soul's mission is what fulfills you and we're here to show you how to achieve this in an energetically aligned way. If you haven't already, be sure to claim your free abundance activation in the Akashic Records. Go to louisahavers.com forward slash gift to unlock your abundance activation today. And if you'd like my support in having aligned success in life and business, then contact me at www.louisahavers.com and let's explore together if it's an aligned match. Get ready to live at your highest value and to expand into your next level of money as you elevate and receive more. You create more for others. Righty-ho, let's dive into today's episode. Before we dive in, I'd love to give a shout out to our sponsor, Samantha Selby, the Astrological Energy Healer. Samantha helps spiritual entrepreneurs to reveal, heal and activate their feminine and masculine energy so that they can embed a solid inner wealth and self-value, meaning they enjoy loving, respectful relationships and the freedom to choose what they do with their valuable time and energy. You can check out Sam at samanthaselby.com. Welcome to this week's episode on Infinite Prosperity Podcast. This week, we're talking about freedom through forgiveness with Brenda Reese. I'm so excited and honored to have this conversation with you, Brenda. And for those of you that are getting to know Brenda for the first time, Brenda is a two-time author, speaker, and podcast host, is a sought-after transformation and forgiveness coach who guides her cherished clients from being stuck in shame, resentment, and self-sabotage to feeling freer, more expanded, and ready to share themselves and their passions with the world. And when she's not providing compassionate guidance to help her clients create more abundance, clarity of purpose and freedom in their lives, you can find her hiking, playing with her grandkids, snuggling with her fur babies, reading a book or two to expand her mind, soul and business. Ah, Brenda, huge, huge welcome. Oh, thank you. I am so, so delighted to be here and talk with you, Louisa. I've been looking forward to it. And forgiveness is just such a huge topic. And often kind of put to the bottom of the pile, I think, where actually it needs to be elevated to the to the top of the list to, to do. So I cannot wait to dive into this conversation with you. I always love to ask people, you know, let's get go back to the beginning and how you found your, you know, you are where you are now and started your business. What made you start your business when you cast your mind back? Well, first, I had no plan on being an entrepreneur. <clears throat> so after 30 years working in corporate, right, I came to a place where I thought I achieved my ultimate dream position. And what I found was I was unhappy as Mm -hmm. ever in my life. And it was interesting, you know, that I was noticing my upper management that I worked for was never happy with what I did. And so I worked harder and found myself in a position of my body breaking down. Yet I felt I needed to work harder. I didn't know at the time that that was a belief that I had, right? I was just like, that's, I just needed to work harder. And I was in my late forties and recently single going through a really tough divorce. And a couple of things happened to help me look at my situation differently. One was that I found I was in adrenal fatigue and then started having ocular migraines. I mean, you know about the body stuff. 
and I didn't, I didn't get headaches. So this was unusual. And then my back started having issues. So I ended up with a back fusion, a neck fusion and a brain tumor surgery. Whoa. Yeah. So the second thing was that I was contacted by the FBI to say that I was looking at seven to 10 years of prison because out of my codependency with that ex that I had just divorced, I had signed papers to something that I didn't know was illegal at the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And <clears throat> luckily, I didn't know it, right? But I was still interrogated by the FBI and went through a two-year process before my ex ended up going to prison and not me. So those were kind of those wake-up calls that we get, right? Because mm -hmm. I had missed all those little two-by-fours. <laughs> <laughs> the, universe, the universe was going, all right, she needs a big one. Bring out the yeah, big one. Yeah. So I started to ask the universe for guidance on what to do, right? Because I couldn't go back to corporate because it was like unhealthy mm -hmm. for me, but I didn't know I was scared, right? I didn't know what else could I do. I didn't know which direction to go. So I knew to ask the universe um, because, you know, I the divorce kind of helped me see that I was the common denominator, <laughs> And all of these things and these patterns that was happening. And so, um, you know, what it did was it guided me to all these different modalities, you know, angel readings and, and the Akashic records mm -hmm. and heal your money story and, you know, Reiki and all these things. So I started on my healing path and then it showed me the forgiveness work that I wasn't expecting because I had been trying to forgive my ex but I kept getting triggered, right? So every time I saw a Metro bus in the Seattle area, which there's 356 of them, okay. every time I saw one, I would start crying because he was a Metro bus driver, right? And yeah. every time I saw a certain person, it's like, <gasps> you know, and I was working hard. That's the problem. Mm. I was working hard to forgive. So what happened was I learned through, I was just guided to this to this little ad, a teeny, teeny ad in a, a pamphlet for Mount Shasta, because that's where I was, was told in one of my readings that I needed to go. So I thought, okay, never been there. <clears throat> and it was there. And then I saw this and you know how you see a picture of someone and you go, oh, I just want to know them. Mm. I, you know, there's something there. And right underneath it said forgiveness coaching. Yeah. And so that opened up my whole world. So I got to, it was very synchronistic, very divinely guided that I was guided to her, got the uh, appointment with her, right? And sat and she got to a pattern that no, after years of therapy, I had not been able to get to. Wow. Yes. Breakthrough moment. Huge. That is huge. I love how you were divinely guided and, and followed the synchronicity being able to recognize it and to, you know, supposed to, supposed to meet her and to, yes. be able to have that transformational healing. That's incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, I mean, it just, I looked at her and I went, after we found this pattern, mm. I'm like, does everybody know about this? <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, not enough people. Mm. And so, yeah. So within a few months, I started my forgiveness training going more people need to know about this. They really do. It's there's so many myths around forgiveness and what it means or what it doesn't mean and how it impacts you and how it impacts the other person. And people can often think that 
you know, I mentioned at the beginning that it gets, it can get pushed to the bottom of the pile. You know, when entrepreneurs, they're busy growing their businesses. The focus is on often working hard or trying not to work hard and working smarter, but all around the kind of growth of, of things or the personal development, not including that forgiveness. Um, and I would, I would love to know, what are your thoughts in relation to forgiveness and the, you know, how does it impact business growth? forgiveness or not forgiveness you know how yes so what I had found so especially through my own awakening into Mm -hmm. this process right was entrepreneurship or starting any business brings out all of our skeletons right (laughs) sure does (laughs) what we thought we handled just seems to pop up its little head it's like I'm still here and so what I found with the forgiveness work was that it holds us back of unforgiveness So we have these, you know, neuroscientists showing this, of course, we all know your audience knows we're energetic beings. We have a spiritual path and then we're human body, right? Human experience. And so, but in that we have these areas, I call them dust bunnies. So we have these little dust bunnies that are hiding, you know, how it it all builds up in the corner. We have these dust bunnies that build up and we don't know that they're there necessarily. And so until we find ourselves, you know, not getting the clients we want, not making the money we want, we find ourselves holding back and we start to isolate or we start to compare ourselves. All those things are information. And it shows us that there's somewhere, as we all know, that there's some sort of belief that we need to get to. What I found with the forgiveness work was that there's a way to get to that so that we can clear the energy around it, right? Because in the radical forgiveness work is what I do. Mm. We call it, you shift your perception, which changes your energy. And as you know, we can change that whole energy pattern. We don't have to just change the one. We're not about changing the one person or the thing. The other issue that I find was the resentment that we Mm. carry, that we we can become very successful pushing those little dust bunnies aside. Yeah. But one day our body says, no more. If you want to up level, then we need to clear this junk right here that you put it underneath this trap door. Mm. Right. It was funny when I was doing the Akashic record training and stuff, and I was, I was practicing, I would, I would find in the women that I was helping, I'd see this trap door in their oh, heart. Wow. It was so weird Mm. in their heart. Mm. I would see that. And it's like, oh, I get that. Because of course I had that, you know? And so it's like, okay, let's get to that trap door. And that's all of those things that happened before. Mm. So our past does play a part in our present. Mm. And by working through this forgiveness process, which I call, it gives my head something to do so my heart can heal because it's a very tangible process. And for those of us that start out like me, 30 years in corporate, very here, I was protecting here. I was protecting my heart. Yes. You know, because really of the pain. Yeah, I do. I mean, I remember when I did corporate for 13 years. So, oh. but that was enough. <laughs> oh, honey. And, and, and I saw this when I stepped outside of corporate, particularly when I first kind of started in the entrepreneurial world. I It suddenly was very apparent to me that I'd literally almost like cut my head off from my heart because I'd everything was about the headspace and I saw this with a lot of people like you were saying is 
coming out of corporate or still in corporate wanting to escape but everything they've just you've had to shut your heart down it's like you've, you've closed it yes yes and so how do we open it Mm. right and that's why I found through doing the different modalities that I that I tried but also through this forgiveness work it kind of was you know it's like it takes a team Mm. right there's not just one thing that will get us there it took everything that I did to be able to open myself up to any possibility of healing and forgiveness and I didn't think I was one of those that I didn't think I needed forgiveness. I was I was doing it the way that I was told to. You just, you know, you just let you understand the other person and you know they come from, which is great. Mm-hmm. But what about my hurt? Mm-hmm. What about my little girl that was wounded and taken advantage of and victimized? Yeah. You know, and so that's what I found was popping up that was keeping me from business growth. And the clients that I serve, the women that I have served, same thing. It goes back to something that Mm. happened, whether it's a huge big T trauma or a little T trauma, but something where we felt abandoned, rejected, and we created a belief for our own growth, right? We have to look at it this way. Spiritually, it was for our growth and healing, but man, on our human level, it sucks. (laughs) it's just just like it's like this is hard you know but but there's ways there's things we can do you know to help us through that yeah that's so beautiful I love how you yeah um (laughs) spoke to that about the the spiritual growth but then recognizing that the humans like hang on why have I got this belief how how is this you know how am I holding this because there are so many that we can we don't consciously know that we're holding those beliefs. So we might tell ourselves a story and think it's one thing. And then I do a lot of muscle testing with my clients. And so I'll get them to muscle test and they think, so they they think it's one thing. They've bought the story that they're telling themselves and then you muscle test and the body reveals that it's a very different thing that is actually going on. And it's that story that the, the humans decided that they're going to run to to keep yeah. the pattern going. It's that layer beneath, isn't it? That that's where we need to need to get to. Yes. Well, a question for you. One of the things that um, I think can come up for people with a resistance around forgiveness is that energy of resentment. You know, if we just speak about what you know, what is resentment? How do we how do we how do we recognize it? How how mm-hmm. how do we heal it? Mm, good. I love that. <laughs> because you know what I found <clears throat> when I was doing my work and looking at resentments, because I, I didn't realize I was holding the resentment, mm. but it was showing up in, I was blaming other people mm. and comparison. That's a resentment. That's a lack of, I'm not good enough. Right. But it shows up as a resentment because what I'm doing is if you can see, I'm like pushing outside of myself, right. And my whole, yeah. my energy is going to someone else. So that showed up as blaming. It shows up as shaming someone else. It shows up as gossip. It shows up as that, because for my work, the definition I use for forgiveness is to untie the knot. That's beautiful. Well, it gives you a visual, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And because how many of us, when we have been wronged or we've wronged, when we have been wronged or we wronged someone, do we feel it so that ugh, in our body? 
I always call that a technical term because <laughs> we feel because we feel it right. It's like uh, and a lot of us in our stomach, but a lot of us in our heart, mm. and then of course other places. And when you do body work, you know we know this to be true. It's visceral. So when we get those feelings, or when we notice that a certain person's name bothers us, right? We get that, Ugh. or when we see someone, we turn around and walk the other way, right? Or we don't yeah. want to go to a function because so-and-so will be there, family or business. So this resentment feels like that, not in the stomach. And, and it can also feel like this all-consuming fire. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can like we get hot, right? When we get feel a resentment. So it's a very visceral and we can also feel really hurt. We can feel this sadness and hurt. And so resentment, why do we hold that is because there's power in it. That's On this human thinking. level. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's power in this. So with, with my little resentment, I'm, you know, I, with that intact, I know who I am. I've been wronged. Yes. Right? And oh, there comes a, like a solidness. There's like a mm. solidness of purpose. And we feel right. We feel rightness and we get some mm. strength from that, which feeds our victimhood and our anger. And mm. to be able to let go of that resentment, we have to be willing to let go of that identity as the wronged one. Yeah. And that's what I found with that FBI investigation was because right? It was my ex's fault. Mm. I was blaming him. So it's your fault. You did this to me, right? And I had all the rightness and I had all the strength, right? You did this. And yeah. that's how I was living, but my body was breaking down. And I didn't know that at the time, mm. right? And I'm watching him live a life. This is right before I started my business. I watched him living what I thought. I'm comparing my insides to his outsides. Yes, of course. Yeah. He looked like he's going on and having a good time and I'm dying inside. Mm. Right. So I got to recognize that when I hold a resentment against someone, I realized, wait a second, I'm giving away two very precious commodities. One is my energy and two is my power. He's taking up space, right? These people, yeah. whether it's a comparison like we do in business mm -hmm. or like a relationship because our relationships affect our business, right? They're taking yeah. up space in our minds and our bodies rent-free. And that's the stuck energy. That's the dust bunnies. And so to be able to get there, to be able to release that, you know, we need to be willing to release that identity, but we also need to understand the cost. What is that resentment costing me? Because as human beings, we need, we don't do anything unless we have a cost or a benefit. Mm. That's so yeah. true. So true. That piece that you were saying about the feeling powerful by holding onto the resentment, that feels like, I just wanted to highlight that because that felt like a writer downer. <laughs> um, because that's so true. You can energetically feel that kind of like holding onto the rightness feeling a, a kind of misaligned sense of power. Misaligned. Yes. Thank you for saying that. It is misaligned. And the, the the energy drain that then comes from that, when we think we're getting energy from it, again, in a misaligned way, is that's huge. No wonder, you know, it can has your body, my body, when we're, when we're in that space, everybody's body is going to be feeling that. 
Well, it is. And I had a client who came to me and she's like, she goes, I'm not quite sure if I want to forgive this person who betrayed me in my business, but I feel like I need to, she had the, she had the awareness because I think that's important to have, right? We have to, we can't do anything if we don't know it's there, but she came and she said, because it's affecting me physically. I am now up-leveling in my business. I am now looking at making the seven figures. And she said, but I'm lacking energy. I'm lacking power. It's like, this thing is eating me from the inside out. This resentment and anger and almost hatred towards this person. She goes, I can't think clearly. I can't really do anything. And she's mad at this person. Mm. That's right? all consuming, isn't it? When that's all consuming. That's why I call it. It was all consuming. And she had just, and she says, I can't move forward. I I can't. And so, you know, talk to me about this forgiveness stuff. <laughs> if I have to do it, if I, I will have do it. <laughs> yes. And by the time we were done, it was so interesting because it did go back to the parents. She had a good upbringing. It wasn't that she was, you know, mm. majorly traumatized, but she was expected to do her best all the time and do it independently. She did not know how to work, collaborate. Oh, interesting. So she was showing up all powerful out of protection. Like if this is how I get my love, Mm -mm. right? And and so, and this other person was like, had their own feelings and beliefs, excuse me, you know, about that power. So understanding, this is another thing that can affect our business. Understanding the stories that each of us hold because we play a part for each other because relationships are for healing and growth, whether intimate or not. And so when we understand the dynamic, like the part we play Mm. for each other, that we trigger each other for healing, not not to hurt each other necessarily. Now, everybody has their own agenda. (laughs) (laughs) But when we can understand, wait a second, where am I at in this? What's my trigger? And then I can kind of step back, as you know, you know, step back and be the observer and go, I wonder if they have some issues around, you know, like power, Mm -hmm. like not being heard, not being seen, not being understood. So this person betrayed her because she was betraying herself and it showed up in a pattern in every relationship she had, especially her marriage along with this. So it, it came to her to see the mirror. It's, and it can be a hard reflection to see, can't it? When, when you realize the patterns and it's like, whoa, how yes. have I been creating it, this? <laughs> it was so hard to see that mirror, you know? Mm-hmm. And like now, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm getting some congestion. Um, Now I almost look forward to it. This sounds weird, but <laughs> I get excited. Nobody else does it at first. <laughs> I get excited because I can I can see the reflection for them. Yeah. And then I get to help them see it themselves. I just, you know, it's like a little kid going, okay, oh, I got it. Can I answer it? Can I answer it? You know, but it's like, Brenda, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Um, because it is, it's in our stories and that's what the radical Mm -hmm. forgiveness does in these, in these steps. It's a process that is a, it's a magical process. It's very tangible, Mm -hmm. but very spiritual. So it combines both. 
That's beautiful. And that you don't have beautiful. to have any belief around it. You mm. just are belief in any particular thing. <clears throat> it's helpful to have a belief like in the universe, like there's something bigger than us. But that telling of the story is that first stage of it. And what I'm saying this for is because we all need to be witnessed and validated. We all need to be seen and heard, right? And understood. Those are the basics for the human part of us. Our spiritual self is like, I'm cool. I'm good. This is just an experience. <laughs> yeah, Our human yeah. self goes, uh-uh. <laughs> so I always tell my clients, we tell the story for the, sa the same way we've been telling it for the last time. Because when we go through this process, little miracles happen. Mm. And those miracles are that you get to shift your perception around that story or situation or person or persons. That's and and it truly is magical, mm. you know, all that, you know, are the stuff we do. I always call it magical. No, I'm with you, Brenda. It is completely magical because it can, the, the results that people then get once they've had that perception shift and their enjoyment in life, life can completely transform around them. And of course, all the people that they may have been thinking this or that, or holding the resentment that you were speaking of about if they're in a, you know, relationship with 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 each other, they they'll respond differently to that person because the perceptions changed. It's yes, phenomenal. Yes, really can phenomenal. I tell another little story about that? Please. The yes, perception. So it was fascinating because I've got um, grandkids, mm. and and so I got to go on a field trip with one of the grandkids with my one of my grandsons, and it was going to this pioneer farm. Okay. The pioneer from, you know, these kids like today is like, they have no idea what the old fashioned ways used to be. You yeah. know, they had like, uh, if you've ever seen one of those ringer washers, you know, before the electric washers, the mm -hmm. ringer ones where you had to, you put the clothes through this, these two wheels that squeeze the water out and all these old tools and on a wagon, right. Pulled by a horse. And they're like, wow, this is cool. And, you know, I grew up living on a farm that had all these old tools in it. They had the canning jars and they had all these oh. old tools that, from my grandparents. And so I grew up that way. I, you know, there was a hay barn, we had cattle, you know, and these kids now, you know, they don't know any of that except for if they go visit. So it's funny to watch my grandson look at all these things that I had grown up with and, and he's like, oh, this is really cool, you know, and all the old toys that they had and the old clothes. The reason I'm saying this is because I had a very dark childhood. So when I lived there, there was a lot of abuse. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of um, abandonment and rejection. My mom was a, ended up being a single mom with nine kids. Wow. And so not only did I get lost in that shuffle, but I was also sexually abused and emotionally abused, right? And mm -hmm. physically, and there was all this chaos going on. So I... I shut that off. Right. I didn't remember. Mm. And I would spend time in the hay barn. Okay. So to get away from it all. Yeah. Okay, so when I, and I'd shut that away and I was doing my work and I'm going along with life and going back to that pioneer farm with him and seeing all these things afterwards, as I was driving home, all of a sudden tears started coming down my face and I had to pull over. And all of a sudden it was like, I started having flashes, Louisa, of, of playing in the hay barn, of having fun. Like mm. I drove a Cherokee 
you know, and a Jaguar in my, you know, I made up my imaginary stuff in the hay barn. And I had all of a sudden this light came through the dark. Wow. That experience and the work that I had been doing mm -hmm. gave me a shift of perception, that light, that just what I called it, it broke open my heart. That's incredible. Yeah. It is. And that's where I was like, okay, this is what I want to help people do. Mm. You know, I don't know when it will happen for people. We can't, but we can, every little thing we do gets us there. And it's worth it, isn't it? Going along the journey and having all the conversations and doing all the healing to be able to get to that space. Yeah. We want that for absolutely, absolutely everybody. I know. Everybody. I do. Yeah. I do. Yes. Is there in your perception any time when we sh should should we not be focused on forgiveness? Yes, and this is what I find interesting as I've talked to people and worked with mm. people. It's like I just need to forgive. I need to move on. Okay, mm -hmm. they have enough awareness that yes, it, it helps us move on. But the other part is is we cannot for we don't want to jump to forgiveness. And a lot of us do right mm -hmm. a lot of us have done a lot of work personal development inner work it's like I know I need to be over there but I'm still hurting mm -hmm. so when the hurt has just happened and for a little while until we can get now we can get guidance but there's there's valuable information in feeling our feelings which is the second step of radical forgiveness and it's the one thing that is the hardest to do because we're not taught no. feelings are bad and we're afraid when we've stuffed them all, we're afraid we're going to open that Pandora's box, right? We're afraid that we're not going to be able to handle it, but we can. But, you know, the interesting thing is, um, is being able to allow yourself the time, allow yourself to feel the grief, the sadness, the hurt, not hold on to it, right? We don't want to stay there, but we do want to allow it because we can't do anything. It's all consuming. Mm. You know, this is, it's the emotional component that we, we always bypass. And that's the one that has the most information in it. So I really encourage people who call and it's like, you know, I've, I've just been, you know, gotten out of a relationship or I've been um, betrayed because that happens a mm -hmm. lot. They feel betrayed by a business partner or a colleague or a friend. And it's like, okay, let, let me sit here with you because that's grief, forgiveness and grief, right? Go hand yeah. in hand. And that's grief. And we, we, grief is big. It's huge. We need and to feel it. Yeah. You can feel it. And there's so much information in it for mm. us as we allow it to be you. And you and I know this, that, you know, our human bodies are meant to process emotions fairly quickly. Mm. It's when we attach to the story that they grow like a snowball coming down a hill. Yeah. And we'll just tuck that away in the liver or in the lungs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or the hips. Safer. Right. The in hips. the hips. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I stuffed mine in my liver. Whew, have I done a lot of work there? Yes, it is. And it's happened so quickly when when you can let it go. You just reminded me with the hips. I remember doing some work with a lady who um she'd lost her father through sadly he was murdered when she was six. And um, she'd come to me with depression for, I forget how, however long it had started. And she was like, and she just couldn't walk with her, her hips, you know, were not allowing her to walk properly. So she had this 
sort of um, limp, if you like, because of what was going on in her hips. And she'd had all the x-rays and she thought she needed a hip operation and everything. Doctors couldn't find anything. So I was like, right, I'm good to go. <laughs> this is energetic. 20 minutes. And she was literally dancing around. And, you know, so oh. when you find it, it just goes, doesn't it? Yes. It was it an does. emotional roller coaster for her, of course, because it, she allowed the grief out. Yes. Finally, oh. you know. So it was, um, you know, lots of tears for everybody because it's an, it is when you're holding that space for people and and you know being able to be there with them is such an honouring process, isn't it? When when they you find that whatever's locked in their body and they are absolutely able to let it go. Yes, oh, it's incredible. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing it. I'm so glad you brought up about that grief, grief and forgiveness going hand in hand, because it is it is such a biggie. And uh, it is a conversation that I have with my clients as well. And so I know it's going to be really resonant for our community members. Um, often we want to kind of hurry through the grief. We don't really want to feel it because <laughs> uh, it's it's too much. It's very big emotion. It's a big emotion. I have a colleague. She lost her mother last fall. Mm -hmm. And so she's doing all this work. She went to the hypnotherapist. She went to energy. She's like, you know, trying to, and finally she's like, okay, it's time. I need to work with you. I need to do forgiveness. You know? And I said, "Mm -mm. nope. (laughs) She's like, what? You know? And I said, no, honey. I said, can I give you, can I give you a suggestion? She's like, sure, sure. You know? Mm -hmm. And I said, Give yourself six months. Stop everything you're doing. Stop everything. Give yourself six months. She's like, (gasps) and then she just started bawling. I said, see, that's your body saying, please hear me. Yeah. Please hear me. I need time because you're not allowing this. And I said, you probably won't even need the six months Hmm. if you allow this. But if you can give yourself three months, if that feels better, just without doing any other work, and then let's have a conversation at the end of that three months. Let's check in. Yeah. And then let's see where you're at. And she was just like, thank you for the permission. She was like, thank you for the permission. And and that was powerful because it's. It is powerful. There's a time to say no, right? Mm. To, to people. And that's what I've learned in this work. That's where, you know, there's a time to say, no, hun, we need to, we mm. need to let you process you. Mm. Yes. Empowered by that. Yeah. 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 There is an empowerment and letting out and journaling, right? Letting out all this stuff. And then let's do, start doing the work around that. Then let's do, mm-hmm. you know, the work you do and the work I do. Then we can start looking at the guilt and the shame and the blame and all of that. But until then, it's not going to stick. No. It's not going to, we're not going to be able to open that box because our body's not ready yet. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love what you were saying there around, you know, giving yourself permission to be able to go through the emotions and not have to kind of go, I just, I just need to go there. Um, it is, it is a process and honoring the process, honoring our bodies amongst it. It's just, just so key. Yeah. When we, you mentioned about, we were talking about perceptions and um, I often talk about mirrors and mirrors and magnets and (laughs) how we, we see our reflections in our external world. And we'd love to know your thoughts about, you know, what happens when we look at relationships as mirrors and from that perspective of then how it affects our 
life and, and, and business. Yeah. So this is, I love the mirror part. So mm -hmm. like I said earlier, it's like, I now look for it. Mm -hmm. Now it's not, I'm not saying it's all comfortable, but <laughs> you know, especially those relationships closest to us are the mirrors for us. Mm -hmm. Kids, husbands, spouses, business partners, colleagues that we're close to. And so what I do for, as an exercise is mm. let's take a person that really irritates you, right? Cause we all have one, no matter how mm. much inner work we've done, we all have you <laughs> doing a comparison or there's an agitation, something, right? Or look in the world today, we can find something, mm. <laughs> that us, right? <laughs> so I have them write a list of five to 10 things now about what irritates them. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is we, on the other side, we go, okay, where are you experiencing that in yourself? It can be in your life too, but really in yourself. Like mm -hmm. we talked about, oh, that person is not nice. That person is mean to me. That person is mean to other people, right? That person is really inconsistent. This person never follows through. They don't, you know, they don't keep their word right? We're all doing yeah. We're writing that down. And then it's like, oh, and then I say, okay, so where are you doing that to yourself? Mm. Where are you mean to you or to somebody else? Because we all can be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where are we not following through for our own self-care, our own word? Where are we hiding? You know, we can look at it because it's not an exact mirror. I call it a funhouse mirror. You know those oh, mirrors, like like when like you look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's a funhouse mirror. So it's not an exact mirror because it doesn't yeah. mean you're like them. Yeah, what you're doing is just looking at the reflection back of, mm. oh, what's happening here? Because these are reflecting the things. So this goes back to how we find those hidden beliefs and patterns, because what this shows is what we've denied, repressed, and rejected about ourselves. Because we do that. Mm. That's the way that I help people find that hidden pattern or belief. That's so powerful. That's, I love that exercise. That's just incredible. Yeah. As you were sharing, I was like, oh yeah, I can see how this is. <laughs> this is one of those ouchy ones where you're like, oh, it's in me. Gotta yes. <laughs> and every time I do it with somebody, I always do it with myself. It's like, oh, darn it. I still have work to do there. <laughs> I haven't yeah. finished all my inner work yet. Damn it. I know. <laughs> well, it's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It really oh, is. Oh, you know, and that's when I learned that, that, you know, our beliefs never totally 100% go away. We just get better at them and we catch mm. them and they get, they get, they don't hit us so hard. Right. Mm. But, but we also learn that, okay, there's a lifelong journey here. Yeah. In this little human experience. <laughs> Yeah, that that our soul wants to keep on, you know, experiencing and we just get different levels of it. And once I really start, I didn't like that at all. But when I learned <laughs> acceptance is not agreement. Oh, that, yes, that's powerful. It's like, fine. OK, I'm here to learn. <laughs> Going to enjoy the journey. <laughs> Yes, let's find some joy in it somewhere, right? Yes. We've got to, because there is, and the gratitude helps. The gratitude really helps me to bring in, even through gritted teeth sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I'm having fun now. <laughs> I love it. I will have fun. I will have fun. 
Oh, there's so much wisdom that you've shared here. Thank you so, so much. And I'd love to know sort of, you might have covered this already, but just as a way to wrap up, what are the top three tips that you'd love to share with other entrepreneurs in business? So I'd like to share three the three C's for me, which is compassion, which brings in more awareness. Mm-hmm. So as a business owner, it's essential to understand that, you know, we make mistakes and misunderstandings are inevitable, but that also those skeletons come mm-hmm. out in our closet. So having compassion for ourselves and others, we can we can actually cultivate an environment of forgiveness by starting with ourselves because that helps us maintain those healthy relationships. And it also helps us learn who we need to let go of mm-hmm. in our life, right? And this presents a, prevents us from resentments building up. And that creates that more positive work environment. <clears throat> the second one is curiosity, which this one allows that empathy and understanding, right? It just opens up our world. Because mm-hmm. when something happens that frustrates us, if we get curious about it first, you know, about ourselves and then the other person, we can, we can use that. We can say, Hmm, let me look at myself, the mirror, Mm, let me look at myself. And then I can look at them because when we take responsibility for ourselves, right, that self-responsibility, it allows us to be able to take those breaths and get calm and see what is the best situation, how we can move forward. And the last one is communication, which maintains our healthy well-being. Because when we look at the other two, awareness and responsibility, it helps us get a little time out. We give ourselves Mm -hmm. a little time out, right? And we can have better communication with ourselves, breathing, you know, just the different things that I'm sure you teach too. And then we can evaluate and see, is there more inner work to do? Or maybe it's time to have that difficult conversation. And we want to keep in mind that forgiveness isn't just about the other person. It's about learning to have inner awareness and take self-responsibility, which gives us the choice to decide how to move forward with our own growth, which affects our company's growth. That's so huge. Thank you so much. I love those three C's. That's, yeah, such good tips for for everybody to be able to remember that, that wisdom so that they can embody that on their leadership journey. Thank you so much. I, I know you've got an amazing uh, quiz. I took it as I was getting ready for our call, our call today. So I was like, oh, I love a quiz. Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to find out what I am. <laughs> Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about your quiz? Yeah. So the quiz is finding out which four of the unique arch- forgiveness archetypes you are. And what it does is it helps because then there's a report that you get that helps to say, okay, what, what are your strengths? And then what is the, like the shadow side of it? If Mm -hmm. you're sitting here or are you here? And a lot of us are a mix of it. And then there is information that comes afterwards that kind of guides you along your path and to help with that quit with that report of who you are and it has been really good for people to kind of go oh I still have some growth to do or no you know what I'm doing pretty well you know like the sage a lot of us are sages that are doing inner work and so you know and it's fun to kind of go yes and I still have more levels here Mm. that I can dive into and it's just been really I'm really excited for it because it kind of tells us where we're at gives us information. I love the report. I was just really pleased with the report and to help people just along their way to give them, like I said, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a team effort. 
Mm. Right. It's, it's another tool to use in our tool belt. Yeah, I love it. I thought it was fantastic, Chris. So I encourage you. everybody to to go and check it out. Huge value in it. That just to reflect that back to you to say thank you because I was like, you. this is awesome. This is a really good quiz, and the report was amazing. So that's good. So cool, Brenda. How can people come and hang out in your world? Where can they find you? Because I know that they're going to want to come and connect with you. Oh, that would be fabulous. So my website is a good place to get information. Mm -hmm. um, Brenda Reese R E I S S Coaching dot com. The other place uh, that I hang out is Instagram, which is at Brenda Reese Coaching. And then also Facebook, Brenda Reese Dash Coach. Perfect. Well, we'll pop all the links below the show notes as well to support people in coming and finding you. Thank you so much for this conversation, for sharing oh, your wisdom. You are delightful. I am so happy. It's so fun. I could talk to you for the rest of the day. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we'll have to have you come back. Thank you so, so much. And thank you, everybody, for joining us and listening in. We'd love to hear all your thoughts and insights on our conversation today. So do come and find us on on, uh, on the socials. You can come and join us in the Money Kinesiology for Six and Seven Figure CEOs as well. Come and share your thoughts on the podcast and our conversation there. Thanks for listening to the Infinite Prosperity Podcast. And Namaste. if you like what you've heard and want to know more, please go to louisahavers.com. We just appreciate you so much. So thank you for listening and hanging out with us. If there's anything that we can do for you, you can email us at louisa at louisahavers.com. Let my team know if you have any ideas for shows that you'd love to hear or topics you want me to talk about. Really looking forward to hearing from you. All right, that is it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for today. Looking forward to connecting with you again. Until next time, namaste.